Previously Recorded Podcast. All right, welcome to Previously Recorded. I am your host, RP, as always. And this finale to our Mission Impossible rewatch is brought to you by our Redbubble and Tea Public store, as well as Totally Teas, because why not? Um, so, joining me today uh, are fellow agents of the IMFPR uh, team. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, Possible yeah. Mission Force Puerto Rico. That uh, yeah, yeah. We're 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 a part of the real one, but not really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I also um, always wanted to be Puerto Rican, so I'll take it. Yeah, there you go. So as you can hear, those are the voice of my two co-agents, uh, Bob and Shane. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Been uh, been some time. So it happens, man. I got to correct you there. It's it, this is the finale part one. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Well, the finale of and our apparently, rewatch. yeah, the finale of our rewatch, but part one. But apparently, they're going to do three more anyway. Yes, and I'm not mad about it. Uh, but I was. I'm very- going to get mad. I'm going to get to the Fast and the Furious level. This is like every time. Go ahead. Just start us off. We can get to it in a second. Yeah, no, but I, their levels of ridiculousness are still like tame compared to. That's like, what I mean. So, like, every time I talk to somebody about Mission Impossible now, because it's like something that I, we've watched so much of, so it gets brought up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like, there's a, they're like, wow, there's seven movies. Is it like Fast and the Furious? I'm like, it's not, though. No, because it's like, it's like Fast one. and the Furious if the movies keep getting good. Like, yes. It's like Fast and the Furious if six was still good after five. <laughs> I like six, seven's whatever. I don't the, remember six. The honest. thing about these movies is like, while the, some of the stunts are like crazy, they have to be grounded. And I think that's all Cruise is kind of, we've talked about through this whole thing is like, they're always, they're grounded. While, while they're, they are near impossible. There's always that, oh wait, this is like, could happen. Like somebody could do this. Yeah, um, like it's crazy that they are. Yeah, and like you say this because Tom Cruise does do it. And I also um, do appreciate in like the 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 last I guess two movies, I think more so than the ones prior. They like acknowledge how ridiculous some of the stuff is. Like the motorcycle thing in 7 that was like the big hype around the movie. Everybody that was all the, the like the trailers or not the trailer but like the sneak peek that they would show you at the movies where he just jumps off the motorcycle and basically like free free falls or I don't know what that's called. It's not skydiving, but whatever it is, Parachute. like the entire base jumping. I think that's what it's called, actually. Yeah, um, yeah I think so. The entire like lead up to that is Benji. Yeah. Basically, like knowing that he's going to have him do this, but like not letting <laughs> Tom Cruise know. Like it like made sense where it's like, all right, this is crazy. And it's funny because well we'll get we'll get to it but like the build up to that that jump scene was like a half hour, which I I kind of appreciate it. But um, this movie came out a couple weeks ago. Came out uh, July twelfth in theaters. Um, but it's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle of the Barbenheimer, uh, which Bob and I did, and Shane did the Heimer. <laughs> Yep, just one half still. Yeah, um, I will say it was an incredible experience. Um, these these two weeks of Mission Impossible, Barbie, and Oppenheimer, it was awesome. People were excited. People were the theaters were packed. Um, we're getting like, a crazy summer for movies. Yeah, it's a really good jam packed summer, and there's a movie each week, at least in July. Since kind of June, there's a movie each week that if you wanted to go to the movies, you could be like, oh, this is justifiable and go and sing. Whether you really care about it or not, you had um, Spider-Verse and then after Spider-Verse was Transformers, which I know they're very whatever. But if you were like, oh, I knew I want to go to the movies. I, I want to see something. I'll, I'll probably be entertained about that. Uh, and then after that, uh, like two weeks was Indiana Jones. Same situation. Um and then after that, literally like a week and a half after that was Mission Impossible, Barbenheimer. Next week is Haunted Mansion, followed by TMNT. And then you, like, you placing Haunted Mansion on the same scale as. Uh, well, I said Transformers, too. So, I mean, like. Yeah, but it was to start and then to be like Barbenheimer. And then obviously we have we have Haunted Mansion coming out soon. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's just we're talking about a jam pack. They're not next, on the same. In reality, level. it's just Barbenheimer again. 
Yes, but it's going to be Barbenheimer for the next three weeks. Um, and we like, know that because totally. Oppenheimer is sold out in IMAX until like the middle of August. I check every day because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to grab one if I can for when I come back. Why not? Um, and I can't. I've never seen a film like this where the IMAX is sold out. The King of Prussia is the one of the 19 IMAX across the United States that is like the true 70 millimeter IMAX that christopher nolan nolan intended uh and it's fully sold out uh, it's like crazy to me that he made a movie for 19 theaters yeah he did it same thing he's with the Dunkirk. ultimate film bro yeah he is he did the same he's thing what with they aspire to be. he's speaking like of, king of, he's king of the film bros mm-hmm. he is but speaking of king of the film bros uh not that not to redirect it all but chase just napping in the background behind rp right now is chase, so chase had an eventful day he was at doggy daycare for the first time uh, all day and uh he's he's pooped not that this is any different from what yeah, he does all the time but much chase. much like the film bros he was at doggy daycare network and all day he's he looks he looks exhausted <laughs> he's really trying yeah. to get uh his his indie film off the ground and the, yeah, he, uh, the, dog, the doggy daycare just aren't into it the dog days are over, man. Like he's, well, he's putting the work in. Not now, obviously, because Chase supports the writer's strike. But yeah, he is still. You're never not networking. Well, he's Chase, writer director on his indie film, so like he's, Chase, he's both sides. He's supporting the writer's strike. Perfect time to get his indie film off the ground because uh, they're they're letting a two four make movies because yeah. they're they're good all the terms. Chase, knows time for Chase. The big studios will just buy out, hit their rights. Yeah, Chase don't work with no scabs though. No. He's he's trying to get the uh, network to to fund it, and I, I keep telling him it's not there. Like you, you gotta clearly, go elsewhere. Clearly, that's an exhausting thing. It is. He can it, make a really good series with Netflix that they'll just cancel after one season for no reason, or a really bad show that Netflix puts out yeah, and still that goes nine seasons, or, or a really good show that they do for three seasons and recast their lead. The Witcher, which I heard part season three has been bad. I don't watch it, but I've I heard loved it's been season bad. three. Season three did not need to be two parts, so I watched the first seven episodes or whatever five episodes that is like, that is just a show i do not give a shit about i could I not get into it. it part two came out today i literally just watched episode one yeah part two and was like this well one if you're gonna cut it they cut it at the wrong time they should have cut it after this episode not the last one mm. and two you should have just ran through the season like it wasn't like stranger things where it's like oh man i think they probably breaking thing and they now probably, you're going to make me wait. They probably thought it was going to be like people were going to be that excited for it, but um, just like fans were excited for Mission Impossible, um, and Barbenheimer, and, and they broke it into two films. They did break it into two films, um, and there's a lot. There's a lot in this film. There's a lot. Um, it is a quick, just like Oppenheimer. Uh, it's a nearly three hour film, and it's quick. It's a very fast moving. You don't feel the runtime. Um, I think I felt it less with this than Oppenheimer, but yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, so... Urination came into play. Oh yeah, that, that always was, a dangerous that game. Does... Yeah, that always makes it seem longer when you're like, oh wait, I gotta pee. I played a risky game. We went to uh, Iron Hill before the the movie. Uh, yeah, and I had, I had a beers. We both had a couple beers, and I had a soda. Same. Yeah, that's big. That's yeah, big news. We broke. So we broke the seal. Broke the seal as you I... should before the movie. I didn't get up. I did not get up out of my seat. Plus, once, once that buzz from the beer wears off, I just get sleepy too. So I would have been, <laughs> I would have been fighting. Good news, it was like falling asleep. I don't really know that I had much of a buzz because we had like two, and they're like the craft beers that are like they were really good though. I don't like. I, I think I was fine. So, all right. Also before, afraid of that change. Before we get into Mission Impossible, couple sentences. What did you guys think of uh, Oppenheimer, Shane? Uh, since we haven't really talked to you, you, you didn't see it with us. You saw it recently. We didn't really talk about it. What uh, what'd you think? I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm a big fan of Killian Murphy. And just the whole cast was just ridiculous. Like, even if they're only in it for, like, one scene, I feel like the whole movie, every five minutes, I'm like, oh, shit, he's in this too. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really good. Matt Damon was really good. Uh, Emily Blunt, just everybody was just awesome in this movie uh i said it i said it earlier already i want him to get the oscar just so he could be in every every movie yeah coming up uh out of five stars one more of them out of five stars what do you give it 
go like four. Okay. Uh, Honestly, I was I would like towards the end, I was really tired and I was like fighting to keep myself awake. So I would have to watch it again to to give it a fair score. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bob? Uh, all the same stuff. I liked it. I didn't realize that it was like I thought it was gonna be more bomb centric. And the fact that it wasn't, I guess I said like I was explaining it to people the other day and I said like uh I think it was Shane actually. So like first hour pre-bomb second hour the bomb and then katie made every everything clear that the third hour would be after the bomb and uh she was correct but uh it's not like that clean of a cut but i did really like it uh because it was i just thought it was interesting i gave it four and a half because uh, i don't give out fives really um and but like yeah i liked i liked it i liked the actors in it a lot uh there was a lot of which I think is like kind of common knowledge now because of Twitter and stuff like that. Like a lot of names that I didn't know that kind of just like popped, like Josh Hartnett plays like yeah. a role, which like we talked afterwards, like that guy was in every like teen heartthrob when I was like 13 years old. And I don't think I've seen him yet there since like it was Pearl Harbor and then he disappeared and he's back for Oppenheimer. He just loves World War II based films um, or anything that's going to attack Japan, I guess he's on board for um, Very anti-Japan. Yeah. Josh Peck. Just, just being, he was in it for two one, seconds. maybe the most important scene and then never again. Yeah, just mm-hmm. super important. He just is there and then he's gone again. Um, so yeah, just like stars studded, but then also like the extra names that were in it were just like, oh, I know yeah. that guy. Like, stuff Ray, like Rami that. Malik was in it for about two minutes. Yeah, Rami Malik yeah. had like a very minor role. And I was like, well, yeah, but big really role, minor, well, minor character, big role, minor for like until like he popped up initially he's I, in, I don't think he said a word the he's first in one twentieth of the film like it, really i would argue he's in less i think he <laughs> has two minutes of screen time total yeah i was had, i was i got really excited for uh, gary oldman when he popped up too that was that i would i did the leo thing i pointed yeah and i was like it took, ah. me, it took me a second and i was like yeah once he started um, talking i love gary makeup, he started talking i was like oh shit it's gary oldman yeah yeah, exactly. Um, so, so Bob, we also got to you got to do the Barbenheimer. Uh, quick thoughts on Barbie and your Barbie writing. was really funny. I liked it a lot. Uh, I've said to a lot of people, like I, uh, I had practice today, and the girls were asking me how I liked it because they knew I was going last week, and I was because and there, a couple of them were going today, and I said that was good, but like my movie going experience, I did not mm-hmm. enjoy, and it, it soured me on the film. Like mm-hmm. I just keep harping on it obviously it's a, a a movie that we all knew was going to be like women empowering which i love and i think that that's great but like there was a, a specific scene that was very it's like the emotional climax of the movie and the woman in front of me in the theater like rp was there just like yelled and was like jesus christmas tell me about it and then people yeah. started like cheering and clapping and i was like yeah it took me out of it for a right, second too like, i was like kind of mad about it and then i couldn't really get back into it afterwards like if stuff still happened and it was like funny but like i just kept going back to that in my head like what the fuck like i was like yeah. mad about it. uh you, you, you wanted to laugh but then you went this fucking lady probably thought that was great yeah it was uh, yeah, i legitimately started like looking for like flaws in the film after that. like i wanted to pick it apart after that it like messed everything up for me you need to rewatch it when it comes out on on home because uh it was a it was a great movie what, what do you give it out of five i think i gave barbie a four yeah now that i'm a red box boy i, I letter letterbox letterbox red yeah box. shane shane get on letterbox you don't gotta All like right. you just, it's just app? yeah you just you can write stuff. A lot of people write. I, funny I stuff. thought you had to like give reviews, like my brother does it and stuff like that. Yeah, like you, you can just that, you can just, just rate movies. I can just yeah. give it a rating out of five, and I was like, all right, I can get on board with this. So like, I'll do a little write up, uh, usually about like a newer movie if I see an older movie or if I rewatch something. But it's also like a good log to like, oh, this is I watched this this year. I've seen this, so you can give it just out of five stars. Uh, you can just you can just hit like. Um, yeah, you can write something. Score. You can. Uh, write something funny and like that's kind of like the bit of it a lot of people write funny stuff so if you go mm-hmm. and look read the reviews uh but i use it like when i'm going to watch a movie that i haven't seen i'll go to it and be like oh is it worth my time instead of going to like rotten tomatoes i'll go to letterbox and see like what out of five stars um so i got bob on it Audrey's on it. Audrey doesn't write anything she just yeah I, don't, I'm not, I didn't write anything either but i did 
Yeah, um, Marvel's on it. Bob's on it now. Bob's brother's on it. It's fun. It's it's cool. I just um, I just downloaded it. I'll I'll, I'll yeah. set it up. And then you can make lists lists like I've been doing, keeping track of like my top ten. Um, so I loved Barbie. We saw Barbie first. Um, I thought Barbie was great. I thought it was hilarious. There was a moment I was in tears for two minutes. It was one of these. It, well, it's one of the belly laughs that RP keeps doing at these. <laughs> Like it was a stupid thing. And then like the next three minutes didn't matter because I wasn't paying attention because I was laughing so hard at Will Farrell. Um I thought it was really, really creative. Um, yeah, there is there was that theater experience that sucked, but it not only was it female empowerment, I was actually just like straight up like male empowerment. Like if you want to be a dude, be a dude. If you want to be on your own, whatever. Um, Ryan Gosling was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie was great. Um I was really, really happy with the film. I gave it four out of five, four point five out of five. Um, uh, and then Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer got four point five as well. Okay. Um, but I have that ranked higher, and I've been back and forth with my rankings between these three films that we're going to talk about. Um, also, just a huge shout out to Greta Gerwig. Uh, her and her partner wrote the film. Um, I have liked everything that she's done, from Lady Bird to Little Women. Um, there's another film I'm missing, I believe, but this, like, I really enjoy her work. Um, I think she's I really, really a big talented. Fan of Lady Bird too. Yeah. And she's, she's like ready to do these small films, but also do these large films. And like you this think, movie, uh... and that's what I kept talking about with her being attached to this was that there was more on the surface than what you, they were showing in the trailers mm-hmm. and the movie. Yeah, well... The movie gets deep, like it does. It it gets deep, and it it's kind of like trailers don't really show much. No, for either of these films, actually, no. in my opinion, like Oppenheimer, there was very little from the trailer. Like they, you know, the bombs going off, and that's what they focus around. But there's so much more that happens. So yeah, I had I had no idea about the about the Oppenheimer during the Cold War stuff with all the, yeah, all like, the communists. Kind of the, the movie's based around. I had no idea. Actually. I had no idea either. Um, it was good how they kept jumping back and forth. Yeah, between um, like the timeline, but um, but yeah, no, like both of these these movies did a really good job of kind of hiding like the true points of their films, um, but yeah, this was this Barbie was hilarious, and then Oppenheimer, I was kind of not, I don't want to say misled, but like I thought it would like you both said like more about the bomb, and um, the part that I actually enjoyed the most was the after the bomb sex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but you, this, is, sex. this is what you're going to get with Nolan. Um, I think this is one of his best movies. I don't think it's his best movie. Um, but there is was a lot. Still the best. Is that I don't know. The Dark Knight's probably the best. Okay. But I really, I loved. I watched Memento for the first time. I loved that. I thought that was great. Um, that's come. That's coming to Prime in a couple of days. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Um, and I just bought Insomniac, so I'm gonna watch that. Insomnia is the only one I don't think I remember seeing. Yeah. Um, it's a 4.5 out of five, uh, Oppenheimer is. And the theater experience was great. It was one of the first times I've been to a movie where uh the entire crowd was respectful. Um, we we were in a nice theater, we weren't in IMAX. Um, I messed up buying tickets and um, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought the cinematography I, I, was beautiful. I don't know that I needed the IMAX, though. So I was having this conversation at work the other day. Um, as somebody who pays attention to that stuff, me, I would really enjoy I enjoy the movie. And I, like, in retrospect, I, I would go see it in IMAX. But, like, the first time I saw it, because, that like, as I was watching in my head, I was thinking, like, all right, what would what parts of this movie would IMAX have enhanced? And it's it's not it's I think it's, it's minimal. You, you think about a movie like Mission Impossible, which I was misled on, um, or an action film. You go, oh yeah, I want to see this on the biggest screen possible, where you don't really think of a, uh, a three-hour drama, something you want to see on the big screen. But there I were enjoyed... times where the sound would have been like intense, this... or like the like the bomb obviously would have been more intense. Like yeah, I, the I sound... know where the IMAX would have played in. Yeah, the sound alone would have been worth it. Um, but just as a fan of premium viewing experiences and 70 million like seeing things in the crispest best quality that's why i want to go see it and also just because i have been thinking about this movie every day since i saw it um there was a middle premium viewing experience the douchiest way of 
of, of phrasing something. Well, that's how they that's how they know, like define it. Like premium large format is like literally a toggle on uh, the Fandango app. But like I talked about this at work. People like talk about spending all this money on go on like food and drinks. And I'm like, I spend my money. I don't drop a hundred dollars on a bottle of liquor, but I'll drop fifty dollars on two tickets to go see a fucking movie. Um, and like once a month. Something like that. Like I just I or concert tickets or shit like that. Um, yes, it, it can be very douchey. I didn't mean it to be douchey. That's no, you, it's not, you, about the the you didn't make the phrasing. I just no. think it's such a douchey way to phrase it. Yeah. Like, but if a film is shot for IMAX and like with IMAX cameras, this entire movie, it's been all over, like all the, the media about it. It's worth it, in my opinion, to go. I was misled with Mission Impossible. I thought they filmed for IMAX. There was not a single scene that expanded the aspect ratio at our theater. Maybe it was just our theater by mistake. Um, however, seeing it on a large screen with amazing sound was worth it. Um, but back to Oppenheimer really quick. There was a like good 45 minutes where I got kind of lost because they were just throwing names back and forth. If you have seen the movie and you're going to see it again or you haven't seen it yet and are going to go see it, there's a hour and a half documentary on uh, Peacock that I highly recommend. I started it. I haven't finished it yet, but I think it'll really help um, make a, everything easier to digest. Not that it wasn't See, to begin with. What what helped me out with that was that Bob actually gave me a heads up beforehand. Because um, he told me that you said that, that you got lost with all the names. He was like, look, they're going to throw names at you. If they're important, they'll show up again. So you don't even really yeah. have to remember anybody's name. Exactly. And that's until why, they show up a second time. Yeah. And that's you know, why I mean, Nolan... Go ahead. Yeah. No, that's why Nolan... Like, you're like, why so many people are in the movie? Because he said, even if they're... He said, from a script writing perspective, it's easier to just combine multiple characters in the one but he's like this story the way i wanted to tell it everybody's so important even if they're on the screen for two seconds i want you to see their face know that they're they were important so that's why like josh peck who's in the movie for like two minutes but he wanted a recognizable or or an just yeah, like, not they, that was he was his character it's not yes. like hey, we meshed these three people into one character for the sake yeah. of telling the story this was a person this was a person this was a person you also i think had like the mindset which made sense that like this is a Nolan movie. These people are going to show back up later and they're going to be important. And I think you put like pressure on yourself to try to like remember all the people at the same time. And also just from like a viewing experience, I always want to make sure I'm I'm understanding everything that my brain is processing everything that's being thrown at me. And this wasn't it, exactly right. If if I needed to know this, it would have they would have shown up again. Like I would have yeah. seen their face. Whereas I was like, names. all right, noted. Like that guy's a guy, and then it yeah. come back. Like, all right, or, that guy's a guy. Good to know. But like. But no, so just, like, so my only like funny critique is that and you know remember at the end of the dark knight rises where he's like oh what's your your real name and he's like robin and he's like i like that they like basically did that with like jfk it's like ah oh, this young guy trying to make a name for himself yeah, so Kennedy. <laughs> but uh yeah i really liked it go see it um so but let's get into the one that we were supposed to talk about today um mission impossible uh so mission impossible dead reckoning part one uh, is about Ethan Hunt and the IMF team must track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all of humanity if it falls into the wrong hands. With control of the future and the fate of the world at stake, a deadly race around the globe begins. Confronted by a mysterious, all-powerful enemy, Ethan is forced to consider that nothing can matter more than the mission, not even the lives of those he cares most about. On a budget of two hundred premise for the last three fucking movies, for the record. Yeah, this one's just AI. So exactly. that's what I'm saying. Like the idea that like he has to let the people he loves go if that's what the mission calls for. But yeah. this time it was way more impossible. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the AI is like basically like a god. Um so it's uh, directed once again by Christopher McQuarrie, uh, on a budget of two hundred and ninety one million dollars. Um, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One hit Please, theaters. I didn't have a lot of faith in this one, you know. Yeah, so only three hundred million dollars. The thing is, the placement of this film is awful. Um, they, it's just it's bad placement. They they didn't want to move it. Tom Cruise didn't want to move it. They should have moved it. This would have been well, great. They, was it just they <laughs> wanted like a they they just wanted a, a Fourth of July blockbuster? Is that what it was? If they want if they wanted that, they would have moved it back a week or two. I don't understand. I don't understand the thinking there. It, you got this these two movies that are like a major cultural event, and you think you're going to slide your movie in there too? Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. 
it's dumb. It's because Tom Cruise thinks he's Tom Cruise. Like he thinks it's going to be another Top Gun Maverick and people are going to keep coming and it doesn't matter. But it's not the case. Like there, you, you had a huge event coming up the following week and sure, giving us the Tuesday release, more people, the opportunity, more large screens. And mind you, uh, Barbie is on no, none like has zero premium formats except for like a couple Dolby and is making a shit ton of money. So that fight for the premium screen still shows that people will just go see a movie in the theaters. Uh, so it's not needed, but this isn't doing as well as they hoped. Um, and it's a shame because it's a great movie. It's, it's really good. Um, it's so we'll, we'll just start getting to our view guys. What did you like about the film? And uh, let's just start. Did it live up to your expectation? Um, Shane, did, did it live up to your expectation? We we had just done all these. We were leading into it. We were coming off Fallout. Uh, did it did it meet your expectations? I'd say yeah. It, it it was good enough that it made it worth it that I watched the six movies before it. I wasn't disappointed. Like I didn't feel like I wasted my time. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's just a shame that they they released it when they did. It's not gonna it's not gonna get the recognition that it it, it normally would mm-hmm. i agree um my my expectation i will say while i really enjoyed it it didn't hit my expectations and i think that's it's my own fault um i also think they showed a lot of the big stuff in the trailers but i had also had this notion of every film since three the next one was better like it just each one got better and the mm-hmm. stunts got bigger and like this one the the big stunt was the big stunt that they had showed and everything else was kind of smaller like i wasn't really like blown away where i was like oh this is cool but i feel like they upped the ante like each film but i think fallout was just so fucking good and like that last whether in the on the in the helicopter and everything like that like that i just didn't think the train recaptured what the helicopter scene with henry cavill like all that like what that did not just that's not a discredit to dead reckoning part one that's just a credit to how good fallout was um and so just looking at them within the series and i said this to bob when we were talking after uh barbie like where i was ranking things and like i gave this a four out of five but that's because i think there was just so much it's within the franchise like within the mission impossible franchise I think I've come to expect like a level of just more. And, but then like, I keep thinking about the film and there's so much cool shit that happens. Like the entire airport scene is awesome. Um, And then kind of starting to peel back the layers of Ethan's past, like things like that. Um, The Hallie Atwell of it all, the, the, um, like the anxiety in the scene where Rebecca Ferguson's fighting uh, the bad, the, the, any bad guy, like he's just a generic yeah, bad guy. A generic bad guy. Um, but I really liked this film. I thought it was great. I, I was really happy. We all saw it together opening night and IMAX. Like it was a great theater experience. Um, but I do think. This one, uh, Shane had a, he had yeah. a popcorn hound next to him for Mission yeah. Impossible. Yeah. That guy was hungry. Yeah, I ate was. a bucket. I ate a bucket and felt he like ate, trash. He ate two. Yeah, in about an hour. I mean, that's I what I'm saying. That was my dinner, and they didn't have the theater we went to. It was like a movie night for kids. They were showing like Sonic, and they didn't have a uh, normal concessions. It was basically just like popcorn or candy. And that was that all movie theater was like a goddamn like circus. Like it was nuts. But um, there's like people running around. There's people talking. It was yeah, a mess. It was. But like I, I would if I had popcorn, I would probably just would have kept putting it because it's like it's an action film. You're like kind of on the edge of your seat. Like I never saw this guy's hand. Popcorn like and movies. Pop, movies. Mm, love my popcorn. Love my movies, popcorn. Movies, popcorn. That's yeah. the greatest thing ever. That That's was me. My... That was me at Mission Impossible, but nothing yeah. like the guy next to Shane. Yeah, Bob. What did you think? What did, what expectations? What did uh, uh I agree with like uh Fallout is a better <laughs> film, I think, but Fallout, I think I like I, they moved forward with this, whereas Fallout had been I forget the guy's the, the villain's name who'd been there for three movies at that point. Um 
Oh, um, why can't I remember? Solomon Lane. Solomon Lane. Yeah, yeah. like Solomon. It was like that was still progressing. So you have like this like big bad that Ethan Hunt still trying. He couldn't figure him out. He was always a step ahead. And so I think Fallout for that reason, just the the the, the stakes were higher. The missions might have been impossible, or but um, for and it, for, and it felt like a continued story. Yeah, it still felt continued. It was just this was like the next step. Yeah, we're like, I mean, like with Fallout, we're like this one kind of oh. felt like they. Well, you still had like the characters and like where are they now? This is what's going on. But like this, whereas Fallout picks up with like Ethan's still chasing this guy, or there's like shit that he's still playing into. This one, there's some new IMF guy who brings Ethan a mission. Yeah. Well, maybe when we see part two, it'll it'll make you think about this a little differently. So it's kind of like part we, two. We said that I think afterwards. Like I can't it's a good judge until I see how it all plays. Yeah, out. You'll, you'll probably appreciate it more if part two is a is a payoff. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Like I don't I don't feel right judging this film like fully. Like on its own, I would rewatch this movie a bunch of times. I had even if if Barbenheimer hadn't come out, I would have seen this again. Um, I think I, just to to, to Touch on one thing just before I forget to to bring it back up because you said it. There was just like the one big big action scene, like the big scene, I guess, because like Cruz always has that. But there were so many small, like the the chase scenes were funny in addition to being like intense and like there's a lot of stuff. The airport scene, like there were a lot of smaller scenes that were just like not on the grandiose scale of Mission yes. Impossible, but that I still enjoyed at the same time, if that makes sense. So I yeah. wouldn't say it's like worse as much as it's just, it was different. Like it yes. was so different. I would agree. And it wasn't different in a bad way. Like it was, they tried something new. They they got a little bit funny with it. Which it actually, I, I think it went back more to like the, the, the earlier, maybe like the first movie to an extent, like when they're at the, 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 the initial, the first scene in the first movie, when they go to like the dinner party and the one guy's in like the elevator and uh like when he gets his face smushed yes he gets his eye <laughs> the, amelia coach bombay gets his eyes well, but I like where it's just like it was more it were, i think it was in three they did the same thing at the the party with uh philip seymour hoffman where like they spill the wine it was just oh, like yeah. subtler or more subtle like espionage things that's a, a great point. Like, hey, we're gonna climb this skyscraper. We're gonna jump off out of this airplane. Like all this, like craziness. It was more. All right, we'd have these established characters. People know who we are, and it made sense in the concept because this idea that like this AI was getting so smart that it could see and understand everything. Mm-hmm. Kind of had to like take a step back because they couldn't be as large scale when i did like that that was the concept like that ai is kind of like a hot topic right now mm-hmm. i think we've all seen terminator so like yeah i think it was done really well the ai aspect and, and to just to your point like it it was interesting because we're used to benji and like victor kind of not, not victor uh luther being like the comic relief where in this one it was actually tom cruise had a couple moments where like the the situation with the little yellow car where he first gets in and he like is a bad driver and like crashes the car like real quick. And he's just like, oh, it takes a minute. Like normally yeah. we don't, we're not used to that. And with that also, there was in the back half of the movie, no Luther, less um, Benji. And so I like, that was a nitpick, but with their lack, other characters stepped up like Haley Atwell's character, Vanessa Kirby, who I thought was great in this movie. I, found her kind of annoying at points in six, but I still liked her. Like this movie, I thought she was great. And her and her brother, um, which they're the children of Max from the very first one, which I um, had no idea. I don't know how to say her last name. Uh, Palm. Palm uh, Man- Mantis from Guardians. I probably, one of my, maybe my favorite part of the movie. She, she, she was, was awesome. She was fucking badass. And yeah, the awesome great. part about that is they let her craft her character. Like she, oh, that's cool um like they just like let her have fun with it do what you want and that's why like she was kind of like all over the place like very stylistic but then also just a complete fucking badass like the scene where she was in that like super tank and she was chasing them and she's just like freaking out the whole time in the car it was awesome yeah like that and that entire chase scene i think maybe went on for like five minutes too long but still was really cool because they feel like chase scenes tend to do that yeah regardless 
And there yeah. were there weren't as many motorcycles, so I couldn't be as mad. Yeah, true. You that's what I said. I said after the movie, I said there wasn't any uh motorcycle chases, but so boring to me. There's a lot to like in this film. Uh there's a lot of great moments, like where the the train's about to hit the yellow car and Tom Cruise gets out by just taking the wheel off the car. Like that was great. The airport scene, I think, was top. Like I think that was one of the best scenes in the movie. It was intense. Um, like they did a good job of like making things suspenseful. Uh a little classless to start the film with a submarine uh being oh, yeah. <laughs> after the whole Titanic thing. I thought that that was a little inappropriate on their part. Too soon. Yeah. There's there was family members and people on that. I did see somebody get up and leave. Yeah, they 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 threw their popcorn. Uh but unfortunately the guy next, the guy sure next to Shane A. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure the guy wasn't leaving to go refill his popcorn and just come back? <laughs> um but this AI it, it was an interesting bad guy because we're used to seeing some of the bad guys be one step ahead of Ethan. This AI had thought out everything. And this is like a true fear that people have of AI is to do, do this. A couple problems. Like they knew the AI could track anything on technology, but yet like Luther still used a laptop until the end. For, when, but I'm saying for like a long time. And oh, then, yes. Yes. And, I was like, and then they would always be surprised when they got hacked or something. Yeah, they're hacked. And I'm like, oh, like when they, yeah, like at, when they were, they were at a party. And then uh, the guy says basically like one of Ethan Hunt's two women at that point are going yeah. to die. Uh, and then they're like, all right, we, we're tracking them. And then all of a sudden they can't track them anymore. What a shock. This AI thing hacked your computer. What it would. The scene where we're, Tom Cruise is trying to run after one of the ladies and the AI hacks his earpiece and turns it into Benji. Like, and he's talking to Benji. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. That's yeah. What I was that about. was, yeah, that was so fucking cool. I was like, this is awesome. But like, I was like, like mad at Luther and Benji for not realizing that that could happen. Exactly. Like, like you're, you're fucking with technology. Which makes me think, cause Luther just like, there's like an hour to go and Luther's like, all right, I'm going off the grid, which means yeah. I think he's going to have a badass entrance in part two. Like he's going to show up and it's going to be like some sweet thing. He might not show up to the end, but he's going to have, cause Tom Cruise is like, Hey man, I got you. You don't yeah. got to move. You're just going to sit. And that's your thing. You're going to, you're just going to, Ving Range just sits in these movies. He's he's the guy. He's the guy behind the chair, right? Is that what yeah. he called in Spider Man? Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically what he is. Um, he just shows up. He's a bro for the whole movie, and he collects a check. Like you gotta respect it. You have to. You get. You you he's, gotta. He's you just gotta the bro. It. Um, but then Haley he Atwell. A cool hat and then he gets money. He does wear a cool hat. Haley Atwell was a welcomed addition to the the cast. I thought she was fantastic um the bad guy gabriel was kind of whatever but it's also this whole god theme of the ai is god the yeah, he's thing. like the number he, two in reality yeah and he's gabriel like gabriel the angel oh, yeah. um and then the key to the ai is a cross so it's all like this all-seeing all-knowing artificial intelligence is basically ethan hunt versus god yeah is kind of what they set it up to. And then the film concludes in, in like a hour long action train sequence that is really well done, moves very quickly, looks great. Uh, I think the film looked great. There was nothing you're like, ah, like that looks like shit. Everything looked great and felt realistic. I don't know about you guys. I always, no, no, it, it looks great. I always just have one problem with the movies is that they're, their plans for everything it just always seems so like overcomplicated and like convoluted where they're like we're gonna set up a, a fake uh, uh a fake swap but we're really gonna sell them the thing and then we're gonna just track where it goes like why can't you just let the the swap go anyway and then track it like what you got to do this whole thing of switch, yeah. swapping people out just someone to do needs what to wear a mask anyway. shane someone needs to wear a mask they and there were masks a but then just just sit behind and watch they can just do remake wheels for themselves. Like, yeah, hey, look, it was me. So there, it just always seems like way overcomplicated. It does. So the one interesting thing about the mask that I really liked was Vanessa Kirby's scene where she's buying the, giving over the the key, the key yeah. where her eyes are brown. I know because it's Haley Atwell, and I was like, this is, this is actually like a cool thing that they did that nobody 
that I didn't like snow... that no one in the movie caught it though. Like we like all her, caught it right away. Her brother should have caught it. Yeah, like, like she even had if... blue eyes, and then she came out, and it was Vanessa Kirby, but with brown eyes. Mm-hmm. And I like didn't like that no one acknowledged that. Yeah, I didn't either, but I I thought it was going to be a point, but it it wasn't. It it just yeah, it just wasn't. It, it, every all three of us caught it and said mm-hmm. like said something in the movie, but then it never mattered. Mm-hmm. It was nope. just like a little just a minute detail that the they did either on purpose or not. <laughs> yeah, like, but you're right, Shane. Always the plans are like we have to let them get the key so then we can trace them. Because they didn't, the reason they had to give them the key was because they didn't know what the they key know what was, it was for. for. It made yeah. sense in this one, but the problem that I think Shane is having is that, like, just let the deal go down. You don't have to impersonate yeah, the guy making the it's, deal. It's extra steps that can yeah. be complicated when you don't really need to do that. Just yeah. track the guy who's making the deal, and then when the deal happens, track the guy. Exactly. You're tracking the guy it. to make the switch with him anyway. Just keep following him. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you guys didn't like? Uh, like didn't like genuinely or things that I thought were just so over the top ridiculous that like made me laugh. Either or, like the train, the the, the train going off the tracks at the end. Oh yeah, we were like, is this going to go? We, I thought this. Like, How I many cars it, are they going to do this for? I thought it, and then you said it. I was like, they did it. Like like four cars like fell off, and it was just them constantly running. And every time they're just running to try to get off of the car before it falls, and then yeah. they jump to the next one. And that Which, one would keep going. And they did it for like four cars. Which was kind of like a mission, was a Fast and Furious thing. Yes. It was like the one scene Tom Cruise is like running up the train that's like falling off. And it's like mission, it's like Fast and Furious 7. When Paul Walker's like running up the uh, truck that's like falling off and, and dives. And people like kind of talked about that. They're like, yeah, we have to make this like more believable though. But It reminded me more so if I'm going to go to the Fast and Furious route. Of like the uh the the sixty mile long runway. Yeah. Six thousand mile. Yeah. Where it's like the train is or the plane's just taking off forever and it's just alright, this train's just gonna fall like forever. But like that's like you could be like, oh, okay. Like it's a train track. It was funny. It was something I commented about. It didn't take me out of the movie. Yeah. Each train, each car had its own obstacles. It was like a floor's lava game that like I wasn't ready to watch (laughs) on multiple levels. Yeah. But then, uh, also, like Ethan snaked the key back. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He stole. Gabriel it. found out. Yeah. Gabriel realized that he lost the key and just on the back of a truck just screamed. Luther, I'm, I'm Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> like a I real like, '80s uh, villain like move. Yeah, one hundred percent. I said it was like if like. Zach Morris played a prank on Mr. Belding. Like yeah. <laughs> that I would expect on Saved by the Bell. Not from this, like, I want to take over the world villain just to scream his name into the ether. Yeah. Um, Shane, what about you? Any, anything that you can think of? I know we saw this movie a little bit ago. Yeah. I mean, it's same, I was going to say same critique that, that he was just like maybe one train car too long. Yeah. And um, the, uh, just... the parachute at the end. Remember that? We were both like, of course, it's still there. Remember, like yeah, the one yeah, he uses to escape. just happens to land in the train car where his yeah. parachute is. But that, uh, with it only fitting one person, it allowed it opened up to. We've always, I don't know if we've really ever talked about it, but like, how do you join the IMF? And it's kind of like you have to be invited. It basically mm-hmm. seemed like so, like with Haley Atwell's character, like you, she had nothing left. Yeah. And Tom Cruise said, like you just say, I choose to accept this mission to the head of director who was in the first one who came back. So his first one back from the first movie, he was also in this. We didn't know up until this movie that they were basically all chosen because they were former criminals, did we? Like even mm, Ethan? No, I didn't know that. Okay, because that was that was kind of a big reveal. Yeah, and like, that's oh, what they I kind of... They all had this like Haley Atwell type past. Yeah, and I kind of like that. I, I, I People kind of complain online with like the flashback scene, but I'm like, no, that was actually cool. Like it's something new about we don't really know. You don't know anything, anything prior about to him. Yeah, yeah. We, but before the first movie, we don't know anything about Ethan. We don't know where he came from, what his background was. So I actually enjoyed that, and I'm looking forward to seeing that unveiled in part two because that made Ethan was afraid of Gabriel, and he that's why he was like, "No, we're done. Go home. This is over." And that's what the guys were like, "No, we have to keep doing this." So I enjoyed that. 
Um, the other thing I enjoyed, I noticed I said Vanessa Kirby before we talked. I was like, oh, I told you that they announced the cast of Fantastic Four, and that's now gone to shit. And potentially, it, nothing's going to happen for a while with the strike, but Vanessa Kirby's in talks to be her. And I said, oh, I don't know if I can see her as Sue. After this film, I definitely can. And I, I endorse her as Sue Storm. I'm fine with her as Sue Storm. I yeah. did there, another thing that like I, I didn't hate, but I was confused about. So they brought in it was so Shea Wiggum and oh he um, was great he was fucking great in this movie. And it, Greg Tar Craig Greg Tarzan Davis this guy's name is that's sick. Um, and they were the two like were they CIA or FBI or whatever they were and they were trying to get Ethan mm-hmm. because he was like the criminal and I just like. Same thing as we said before. I know there's a second part to this movie. I liked both of those characters, and specifically the guy Degas, who was Greg Tarzan Davis. He was the one, like, because he was like, "What would you do if you had the key?" And he's like, "I'd give it to somebody else. I don't need that much power." Like it was like he understood how they were behaving and mm-hmm. wasn't just doing it because somebody gave him orders. I'm just like, I don't know where they go. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, like- what's their point next exactly like what is their significance here but that's a hey show me this in the next movie he was basically the replacement of alec baldwin shay wiggum okay that's like that's what that's how like i took it like that type of figure uh but you could say the guy from the first one too he's another one i'm never i'm never upset when i see him in a movie he's great everything he's in i feel like it just makes it better you know he's um He's the voice of Captain Stacy in Spider Verse. Yeah, man. Didn't oh shit. Yeah, he's he was our he was our uh, our favorite death from uh, Kong Skull Island. Yeah, he was the one who uh, he tried to run at the thing with the grenades and it just smacked <laughs> him into a wall. Threw him into a wall. It's great. I yeah, dude. I I truly love him. I was a, I'm a huge Borok Empire fan, and he is uh, really good in that show. So that's where yeah, I. Anytime found him. he pops up in anything now, I, it's, it's it's always good. So as we were kind of saying, it's hard to judge this fully, and I don't think we can. I think it's a it's a good film. It ends. It I think we all up. liked it. It's just like I can't give it a a de- definitive. Hey, this is the better because yeah. it's only. <laughs> yeah, and like like you said. And I want to see the full story, even though part one is a part one, but it also is a movie in itself because it ends satisfyingly. It's not a cliffhanger like the recent part ones like Fast X just completely cuts to a black screen. Like you guys want a fun uh, Shea Wiggum fact just because I'm on his IMDb page. Yeah, he voiced he voiced George Stacy in Across the Spider-Verse. He was Gwen's dad in Across the Spider-Verse. Is he doing a bit right now? Are you doing a bit? Because <laughs> uh, I just oh, said that. <laughs> I know. I was I was on IMDb and I wasn't paying attention to you. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I can't I can't openly fully judge this film. I'm gonna say where I what I gave it, where I rank it, but I want to see where the story, how the story wraps up in part two next year. Um which shouldn't get delayed. Um, I really just am bummed that this movie isn't going to make as much money as it should. Uh, just, but that's their own fault. That Paramount's a bunch of idiots putting this where it is. Tom Cruise hubris got in the way. Um, so overall, I gave it a four out of five within the series. I have it at number three, um, below Fallout and Ghost Pro and uh, Rogue Nation. So f- below. Five I think six. I could put this too, though. I think this and I think Fallout is clearly the best, mm-hmm. and then this could move. It's probably it's probably two or three. I, I I'd have to watch them all again. I watch mm-hmm. them all like so close together that but I mean, like, I can't if, really. It's hard for me to tell the movies apart at this point. If part two of this is really good. I think this bumps up. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Um, Part two falls into a one or two role, then all of a sudden this moves up because it set that up. Yeah. I think Rogue Nation is the one that gets the the cut. Like a fallout is good. It's not going anywhere. It's gonna yeah. be a three movie regardless. And this is like still while I might be a little down on it compared to the last one. This is the this is premier action, like the action franchise in 
movies. There's nothing like sure you can say like superhero movies they're different they're superhero movies they have their action but they have their element this is strictly an action spy movie like there's not many of these left um these types of films like we see like extraction but that's on netflix like we don't really see a lot of these in theaters anymore um but these are these are phenomenal i i adore these films i love them and um while it's ranking might not be in terms of stars more than barbie i actually have this at four because it's another film that once it was over it's all i thought about and i can't wait to see it again and and barbie too i I would definitely go and see barbie again but i have an attachment to uh the franchise i I was gonna say i think that there's just you have a built up like Mm -hmm. fandom for this so it kind of helps out the the i also just can't say enough barbie was fantastic like it was a like a true funny movie and we don't get enough of those anymore too so like definitely love that it's just a bit a good year for movies like it's just it's awesome to to have these types of movies these types of conversations where a clear ranking isn't clear you said it's like been a good year for movies and i do agree and we've talked about this before but like if you think of like award movies we haven't gotten them yet yeah exactly yeah i mean like like all the things oppenheimer like aren't Barbie might honestly uh, ba- Barbie and Oppenheimer based on what might happen with the strike everything might get pushed too so like we we might not get um Dune which will definitely be one the Marvels won't be an award movie but it's a movie I'm really looking forward to despite not enjoying Secret Invasion really um I don't even really want to watch it like I'm, I'm just fin- really don't care one through five was good. We mean I'm not gonna say they I were heard, good. They I were heard fine. the finale was a stinker. The finale was bad. I just don't know what they were doing. I just saw on Twitter earlier today that apparently like Peacock has lost like one and a half million dollars this year. Yeah, we had our earnings call today. Um because yeah, it's streaming's not profitable. Um, especially Peacock. Peacock was given to free for a lot of people. It's because there's too many over- streaming services. That's why it's not profitable. It's cable again. Um, like Netflix was really big at, at first because it was the only one. Yeah, it was too many. Yeah. Um, they need my to like, problem... start consolidating them into, I, into don't, less. RP, use your poll. Don't let Peacock go away so that I can watch my Premier League. I, <laughs> I got you. Um, I paid for it. I help them out. Good for you, man. I get. I send you like free codes all the time. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, but yeah, secret evasion fell flat for me. It it was one of those things where it ended Bob, where I was like, I feel like this, there left more questions than set up. I saw your, did you tweet about it? Yeah. I I saw your tweet and then I watched it, uh, yesterday, like afternoon. Yeah. Like turn it on and said, uh, like watch two minutes. And it was just one of those things. It was hot yesterday. I was out and like turned, watched like two minutes. Like I'm definitely falling asleep during this and like the middle of the (laughs) afternoon. I just turned it off and slept for two hours in the middle of the day and felt fantastic. Good for you, man. Turned it back uh, off and watched it, and then I went over to Shanks' house. It was the first Marvel show where I was like, like I was watching it, but I wasn't ex- like excited like I normally am. And I was even like, I was, I, I caught myself, and it was, I think yesterday's episode was like thirty-five minutes, forty minutes, maybe. Yep. And I was like checking my phone, like looking at stuff on my phone, like yep. I just wasn't into it. Nope. The and it's funny, the finale was kind of what they made fun of in She-Hulk, like the finale of She-Hulk where they were like, oh, it's just a CGI battle at the end. While I did enjoy the scroll fight, um, I was like, it just, it didn't, it didn't, didn't feel, yeah, like it didn't feel good. I really liked Amelia Clark, but it I just. I like her, but like, I didn't care about Gaia. Like I liked her as an actress, but like the character I didn't care about. I yeah. liked her as an actor, but they, just, they, they need to take a break from TV. Like they just do. I, it's not working. I also don't think that scrolls translate to a visual medium because like the constant like oh yeah it's a, it's a person but then no wait it's a scroll yeah it, it never old quickly and it, you're not, you're always like yeah that's not like as soon as something's happening i'm like yeah that's not actually that guy they could have really really drilled down on the paranoia like that they and i and they just didn't like what they promised they just didn't deliver because this could have been a really good show and i feel like what they set up at the end could lead to a better season than this and i'm like but what are you like what the fuck are you doing and it's i don't like, even know about facts i don't care i don't care either and it's like 
and I'm not the type of guy that needs cameos or anything. Like I, I would just give me a good story. And it, for like the first three or four episodes, I was into it. And even, but anyway, that's a whole other thing. Um, but for those saying the MCU dead, I guess we got to take a great film and then we get a not so good one product with, you know, guardians and then this, and I, I really am. I am excited for the Marvels. I love Miss Marvel. I really like, um, it's not Monica. What's her name? Monica Rambo's daughter. Oh, it's not. Yeah, you're it's uh, whatever her name is. Um, I forget. And, and then I like Brie Larson. I think she's, she has the opportunity to improve, but that's neither here or there, but um, sorry. I did about the freaking secret invasion tangent, but uh <laughs> Uh, no, it is. It's Monica. Her mom is Maria. Mon- I was gonna say that's Monica. it. Okay, yeah. So it is Monica Rambo. I'd like them all. Fury. I think we're gonna get like that's. The, it needs this, but I can see it not doing well, um, because yeah, I don't know, man. I just well, it's, it'll do better than it'll do better than Blue Beetle. Um, I can tell you that much because Blue Beetle is yeah, gonna make Beatles. like Blue Beetle is gonna be huge. Yeah, biggest I'd like movie. I might mess around and see it twice. Who knows? I might do a a double feature, Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle. (laughs) (laughs) I really wish DC would get their shit together because they just need to scrap. They just need they need to scrap everything. Start over. I don't get it. Start over. Isn't Blue Beetle supposed to be the first one for like the? Yeah, it was. It it no. It's he's the first character. The movie. But like the like they just need to trash everything until I'm Superman. This isn't a James Gunn like 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 he it's, wasn't there yet when this was all being done. No, Peter Safran was, but this is like the Flash again. Larry, he wasn't that the idea in. behind Flash that they were going to do Flashpoint in the movie that they were going to like scrap everything, recast everybody? Yeah, like, but they going to reset. Shane, it. the thing is, that made it more confusing. Like honestly, like they man. promised it would be a clear reset. It's it wasn't. I don't um, get how how this. It would have been, well, maybe, maybe do, do we know that they ever put a, like an end credit scene? They did. Yeah, I saw it. Did I not tell you? Yeah, they put an end credit scene at the end, but it was it led it was fucking nothing. They, like they never revealed back. No, they did. Who is it? Spoilers. Well, it's, I'm not seeing it again. It, it was uh, George Clooney. Oh, that's dumb. Okay. And then the end credit scene was Aquaman. George Clooney, the worst, the worst. You told me that there was an Aquaman Flash one, I, but that fucking sucked. It was so dumb. We recorded the thing with Bill before, and there was like the the theories as to who it was going to be. Yeah, and the way the movie ended when we saw it, it, I originally it was perfect. Um, I just, I don't, I don't understand, man. They, they, their comics and their all their animated stuff is so fucking good. Like they never miss with the animated stuff. That's just, why action sucks. That's why. Well, it's because of Snyder, but because there's need to some bring things. Back. There's something. Yes, exactly. There's some things he did well. There's a lot he didn't. Um, but they just need to scrap everything. They're Wait, already going to lose list, a on, ton of fucking money. Before you go into this, list the things that Zack Snyder didn't do well because I can't even think of one. Uh, he the thing he didn't do well. I'm a big fan of his use of slow mo. All Uh, all seven hundred minutes of it. No, the thing he didn't get right was not casting Ezra Miller as every uh, every act every superhero. Yeah, that's that's right. That's fair. Uh, but no, they just there are they're going to lose a shit ton of money. They would have made more. They would have lost less money if they didn't release the Flash than they they lost by releasing it. Blue Beetle's going to lose them a shit ton of money. Uh, Shazam lost them a ton of money. It's because their people are aware and people don't care. Wait until Superman comes out. Another thing I don't get, though, is all online, all you see is people like, oh, DC's so much better than Marvel. Marvel sucks. MCU's dead. DC's way better. But then no one goes to the fucking movie. It's all Shanks. They're just just vocal. Yeah, it's all Shanks. That's why. But like... Here, like, just to put that in perspective, like that's what they always say, though. The DC fans don't show out. That's the problem. Also, yeah, like, so like, shut your like, mouth and stop, like, stop comparing it to. Like, kids aren't going to the DC movies because fucking Justice League was too fucking long and dark and confusing. Yeah, and Where, the thing like, is, kid, like Chris, Chris's son, well, like a movie comes out and he wants to go. Yeah, he wants to go he see the Marvel movies, the theaters, but it's just the Marvel movies. He's invested, so like. I get that, like, there's that edginess to the DC stuff, but like, you're losing, you're you're, you're alienating an audience. Yeah, that's what you already do like, and then the movies aren't good, which makes it worse. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, they did people. I just they need to just grab everything and wait until Gun reboots it. I mean, Gun's knows his superhero stuff. It's going to be good. Um, yeah, I agree. Just stop with all this. And it's a shame though. Stupid shit. Be, even though I didn't really want to see the Flash continue, the Flash was an entertaining movie. There's a lot of things that we that weren't amazing, but it was an entertaining film and like what you expect from to see in the summer and it just completely bombed because people just don't don't care but well there was also the ezra miller aspect of things there. that's true but um i that think was, that about that was like, it was doomed to fail i feel like yeah i think um i think it about does it for us here um if you want to help the show visit our t bubble t public and red bubble store it's in the show notes thick uh impossible rewatch merch yeah it's awesome it's it's honestly probably my favorite uh merch that we've done so far i think yeah. Jurassic recorded is still up there for me but i oh I, yeah that's that one too they're, they're my top two right now they're, yeah. they're it's they're, that's really cool merch and the star wars ones that got taken down right i'm there. not just saying yeah. that because i get a cut of the merch like you guys <laughs> we don't get a cut of the merch I, <laughs> even if we did i'd buy so much of it that i'm just putting all the money back into it anyway we're just going into it um but yeah no uh if you, if you want to help out help us out go and support us there buy some magnets stickers t-shirts whatever um and just go to the movies there's a lot of great movies coming out tmnt's up next blue beetle as we said also, i know it's early but this christmas season if you live in the philadelphia area be on the lookout because i'm buying a bunch of previously recorded magnets and slapping them on <laughs> just slap it and sticking that's the way we like it um uh guys before we go anything to plug um i just started the final season of better call Saul, and it's fantastic i recommend that uh especially to you because i know you just finished breaking bad yeah it's it's another six seasons which i know is daunting but it dude it's it's the writing is as good as breaking bad yeah i started it and i just it's like it's like Mayans, like with sons. Like well, I just... First first season drags because it's all like legal shit. Yeah. But then like it's it picks up its stride and it it it, it gets good. All right. Maybe. They start bringing in like like good characters from Breaking Bad. Maybe it's, when I need a show. It's a great show. I'm watching Righteous Gemstones. It's been fun. I've heard good things. Do you like it? Yeah, I got to do that season too. Yeah, I haven't I'm all, started yet. Yeah, I'm all caught up. Um, it's been very it's funny. It's, it's uh, anything, but Bob, how about you? Anything to plug? I'm all old stuff right now. I did read The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is the Hunger Games prequel. Oh, yeah. I liked the book, so I'm I'm going to... We we talked about doing a rewatch. I don't know what's in the cards, but I'm, I'm going to re... I'm rewatching. I watched The Hunger Games last week. I'm going to rewatch the movies. But then other than that, like, I'm Scrubs. I'm catching up on Welcome to Wrexham. Oh, yeah. They're too late. I have one episode left of that, but... Uh, we're gonna see them tomorrow, so I feel hell like yeah, baby. Final story for two years ago. Yeah, I already know how next yeah, season. Anyway. Yeah, Um, and then uh, over the summer, I said I was gonna watch One Tree Hill, so I've been watching One Tree Hill. How's that treating you? My life seems like I'm part of One Tree Hill, so that's uh, I I don't know if that's good or yeah, bad. I don't. It's, it's a teen drama, so not not, not good. Yeah, yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. he's a. Uh, He's brought up One Tree Hill the last couple times a quizzo, so I think he's enjoying it. I do like it, but it's just like it's just it is such a typical like CW type teen drama. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> almost dies every three episodes. That's why I couldn't watch it. That's yeah, not if for you me. go, well, it's like a soap opera. If you go like one full season without there being a horrific car crash, where someone's <laughs> lives are fine, like something you did something, you you're not watching, you're not paying attention, you're not doing something right. Got exactly. it. All right. Well, that's uh, that's some recommendations from us. Um, yeah, guys, uh, we, I guess we'll just recommend Mission Impossible, Barbie, Oppenheimer. Go see it all. Uh, thank you guys for supporting the show, listening, and um, we'll see you next month for our vending machine draft. Sure, why not? All right, cool. Bye, well, guys. We're cooking something up. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.